Hey mamas, while I have your attention for just a few more seconds, I couldn't wait to get on here and share with you all about this app that I'm recording all of my podcasts for you through. It's called Anchor, and it is truly the easiest way to make a podcast. Don't believe me? Let me break it down and explain to you. First and foremost, it's free. That's right, it does not cost you one cent. And even better, there's actually creation tools inside the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's really that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You also can make money from your podcast, hello, with no minimum listenership. So, As in the words of Jerry Maguire, we can all say, show me the money, baby. Basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So moms, as you know, I support every mama having a voice. Your voice needs to be heard. So go ahead, go download the free Anchor app today and get your voice heard. Share what you're passionate about. Go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's Anchor. .fm to get started and I look forward to listening to you very soon. Hey all you mamas, thank you so much again for joining me and my guests on another episode here at Moms Matter where you, yes, moms like you, your story matters. And here at Moms Matter, we're just so excited that we have moms come on and get raw and get real and and shine their light on their triumphs but also their struggles and their motherhood journey and today my guest has a beautiful story to take us through Um, most of my guests so far in this podcast if you guys have been listening since the beginning have been some of my own personal friends family and those that i've known throughout my journey over the years uh, while living in a couple different countries and today i have a mom that is a new friend of mine that i got a chance to meet and connect with over Instagram uh, through both of our mutual loves of raising our children multilingual. And so without further ado, I would love everyone to welcome my next guest on Moms Matter. Miss Dr. B is officially here today. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Cheyenne. It's great to be here. Excellent. Thank you. And, you know, why don't you tell a little bit, since I already shared that you are, of course, yourself a multilingual mom, multilingual woman, and um, seeking to raise your children uh, multilingual. I'm curious if you would just mind telling us a little bit about your family. Um, Definitely. So I have um, a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son, and they both speak five languages. So they speak English, French, Spanish, Arabic, and Chinese. And uh, just to let you know how this came up to be, I'm a researcher on multilingualism. I'm an academic lecturer, and I strongly believe in the power of learning languages, how they help kids to broaden their perspectives and reach new horizons. So uh, recently, I decided to help other parents on their journey to um, teaching their kids several languages. And that's when I founded my Instagram page, um, Upbringing Multilingual Kids. And, um, well, uh, as a writer and a blogger, I provide like all the know- know-how, the tips and the tricks that helped me um, uh, teach my kids five languages. And these are based on the latest scientific research. So I really am excited to, to share this with you today and to help other moms on their journey to multilingualism. 
Wow. I am already, I'm buckling my seat and I am <laughs> sitting down because I am just ready to be a witness to what it is that you have to share today. And, and I'm not sure if there's <laughs> other moms out there listening and, and did exactly what I just did. But I have to tell you, sharing that you have a four-year-old and a two-year-old that speak five languages. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think most moms are like, wait, you mean beyond gibberish or I'm struggling <laughs> teaching them one. And so I think it's so encouraging to hear, though, that um, that you have your own experience, but also that science backs up that it's it's not only possible, but you're seeing it really happen in your own home. Yes. And not really with me. There are lots of moms out there who have succeeded in teaching their children multiple languages. And it's really great when we see that. Now, we don't see lots of the time the process or what goes um, behind the curtains if you want all the day-to-day -day mm. practice what they do um, how they go about it and this is what I'm trying to share with other moms to really encourage them excellent oh I love it and don't worry if you're already like me as well moms out there and you're wondering how can I connect with this woman and we'll make sure we have her social media of course um, at the end of our episode um, but before we dive into the nitty gritty, I like every mom to uh, open up and, and get real with their own mom story. Um, so I would love if you would share with us, what do you personally love most about being a mom? Um, I think I love all the beautiful yet simple moments that just uh, put a smile on your face, you know, when with your, you're with your children, um, loving your children, knowing that they love you back, um, all the little moments of happiness and love shared with them. I think this is what personally matters to me. Yeah, I, I hear you. It's, it's a, it's a love like no other. And you, you said it so poetically as I being a new mom myself uh, of a one-year-old, it is the simple moments. Yes. It's, it's the everyday moments that I think only as parents that you really get to witness uh, day to day, as opposed to maybe friends, children, you know, or nieces and nephews, but when they're your own, you really get to see it all and embrace it all. Yeah, true. This is like, I think that being with your kids and sharing just a simple laugh with them is what means the most to mm. us as a mom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have it times too. So maybe you get the, the double smiles and the double laughs, but also it must be uh, a magical experience seeing them also interact, would you say? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like I've had an episode with my daughter today and it like really put a smile on my face. Um, so she was asking me about um, my own grandmother and my grandfather. So um, I was telling mm -hmm. her, you know, my, my grandfather pa passed away. And then she was like, but mom, don't worry. I will, sh I, I will share my own grandpa with you. So you can, we can share, to share him together. <laughs> So, oh my gosh. So these simple <laughs> moments just put a smile on your face. I mean, you know, regardless of how your yeah. day is going. It's so true. It's so true. And I'm assuming, is she saying her grandpa, would that be like your father? Uh, well, she meant, she meant her own uh, grandfather. Like she wants to share with me her own, like uh, my husband's father. So, your husband's yes. father. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, it's, I think children have a great way of keeping that innocence alive yes. and, and helping us remember to be a child and to embrace our own inner child. And 
And that's, uh, that's such a treat and so beautiful. And, and I know your daughter just put a smile on my face <laughs> as well. So <laughs> her, her little joy is spreading across the globe. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as we, as we shared uh, before, too, that there is so much joy in motherhood and there is so much uh, beautiful laughs and smiles. But I think any mom knows that um, it's not always full, full of that. And there's definitely a lot of challenges. And so I would love it if you wouldn't mind uh, sharing with us and sharing with the moms listening. Uh, what would you say has been your biggest challenge thus far in being a mom? Um, I don't think I've had like a big challenge. I've rather, I think I've had like many challenges, um, throughout Mm. my journey. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about, uh, some of them. Um, I've Mm -hmm. had, um, Oh, like, although I've never really faced challenges when it comes to teaching my children several languages, I mean, being a researcher on the topic helped me prepare beforehand, and I was able to tackle all the minor issues that came up along the way. But I still face the occasional, oh, why are you teaching your children um, five languages? Isn't that too much? Um, They will Mm. end up being confused. And, you know, like my child who's monolingual will speak the, the language better than yours. So... I've had these, uh, like, I've, I've had these um, comments uh, fr- from a lot yeah. of moms, actually, to be honest, a lot of moms. And you know what? I'd like to take the opportunity to clarify that multilingualism does not cause delays or confusions or anything of the kind. Like, children will not mix their languages. Um, it's not detrimental to their school success. Um Actually, it's quite the opposite. I mean, and I think you're going to like this one. It helps them become multicultural. They connect with other Mm. cultures. um, Since they speak the language of that culture, they understand cultural differences. They have enhanced communication skills. So so, um, they're better at understanding other people's perspectives. Um, They're more tolerant, empathetic. Um, It helps them unite with uh, their family. Like for families living abroad like Mm. us, um, I'm based in Dubai, for example. It helps them connect to relatives back home. And this is really, really important. Um, It boost their cognitive abilities they become more creative better at problem solving critical thinking they have an enhanced memory and of course like mental advantages like delaying alzheimer and dementia like lots of studies mm. on these and by the way it's really really good for their academic success really and i've seen this with my own doctor wow. yes wow and and it's amazing because you list all those things and it's something that i love that it's it's something in the now and the moment that's going to impact them. But then when you think all the way down the line that you could affect their life positively when they themselves are in their old age, most more than likely when you are then gone, it's just amazing that what you're doing right now can set them up for success for their entire Definitely. life. And not only professionally, like professionally, of course, it's going to open so many mm. doors to them, like career wise, mm-hmm. but also they're going to be able to um, give the, give these skills to their children. I mean, once you speak the language, it's going to be so easy to teach it to your children. They're going to have the know-how intuitively. So I think this is really, really important. Yes. Yes. And something you said that uh, just piqued my curiosity. So 
when you are teaching your children these languages, I know that you shared that. I, I believe you also are, would you say, do you speak all five of those languages fluently uh, as well? I'm fluent in four. So just okay. four. I speak Arabic, um, English, French, and Spanish. For Chinese, I had mm -hmm. uh, a tutor come home. Uh, and she she used to just okay. um, play with my daughter, like uh, no real like um, sitting on the table with like books and stuff. No, nothing of the kind. Uh, she was just like playing with her in Chinese, um, doing arts and mm. crafts. You know, my daughter enjoys this. Um, just, uh, you know, sometimes watching movies, sometimes reading books in Chinese. Mm -hmm. So whatever they felt like doing, they were doing it in Chinese. And this is how my daughter picked wow. it up. Yeah, like fully embracing yes. it. I, I love that. Immersing yes, maybe is the better yes. word. Fully immersing. Yes, exactly. So, so I feel like what you're sharing is um, because I, I could imagine some mom's fear would be, well, if I'm not fluent in it, how can I um, then teach my child? But it sounds like you're saying that you don't necessarily have to be fluent in the language itself to teach your children the language. W would you say that's true? Um, I would say it really depends. Um, like, uh, mm -hmm. how well do you speak the language? Because if you do, if you barely speak the language, then I wouldn't recommend that you teach it to your child. You know, because mm -hmm. you're not really going to be able to teach the language itself if you don't speak it properly. But if you're fluent, then yes. If you want to seek outside, outside help, then yes, go ahead. Why not? I mean, eventually your child is learning a new skill. He's, he's actually acquiring a new language. And this is super, super important nowadays. Yes, yes. And, and until you had said that, I had never thought of using um, something as simple as a, a tutor, but in immersion, like in play and in imaginative and creativity, but seeing the research that you listed, that it helps um, the children even with their creative ability just by actually learning the language. I love that you've kind of morphed and, and blended those two um, together. If, if a parent really wants their children um, to become multilingual, say that there's a mom listening that's, that is on her heart, um, whether she's pregnant or maybe she has little ones, um, would you say that um, it, where is the best place to start? Like where should they begin if they want their children to become multilingual? Um, first, you have to determine which languages uh, you, want to speak, uh, you want to teach to your child. I mean, you have to know like okay. uh, what is the language and then you have to start by uh, determining a, a, a linguistic approach. So you have to have a language plan set up. For my family, it's usually um, time and place, the time and place approach, which means that we speak a certain language on a certain day. So... Okay. Yes. Uh, and I've actually spoken a lot about this uh, on my page. It, it's, it's really like um, on Sunday, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, we speak in Spanish. And then on Monday mm -hmm. or Wednesday, we speak in French. Now, this is with me. Uh, of course, um, my daughter speaks uh, English uh, to, to um, because here, like in our society in Dubai, people speak English like most of the time. So she speaks mm. English with mm -hmm. outsiders, with friends. And then on the weekends, we speak Arabic. And for Chinese, it's with her tutor. So this is our plan. Mm. 
Wow. I, I am truly just, I, I immediately am like, I want to get off this podcast. And I want my family <laughs> to sit down and create a plan. Um, because, you know, it's funny, something I'm not sure if I've shared with you. And I, I think some of the people on my podcast know that my husband um, has been a language teacher oh, really? for 17 years. Yes, yes. He, he now he teaches mostly his native uh, language, which is mm-hmm. Dutch. Um, and then he's also taught English and he does so more in a uh, in a high school format. So a lot of grammar, a lot of, you know, book reading and things like that. Um, but it's amazing how, um, even in our, in our culture here in Belgium, we, the, the country itself has three main languages, which is Dutch, French, and German. And then English, of course, as I'm sure you experience in Dubai is kind of that, that, uh, common world language yes. where people can come together and, and, and communicate almost anywhere in the world, um, with a little bit of English. And so, um, it's amazing to see how it then plays out in your family. And is, is this something that when you set out a family plan, do you find that it's important that everyone in the family participates and gets on the same page with it? Um, you know what? It depends on the family. It depends mm-hmm. on the family. So you have mm-hmm. to find a format that is suitable for your own family. For example, when it comes mm. to my family, uh, my husband only speaks um, Arabic and English. So we've had to okay. come to a format. So he's mostly uh, with the kids on the weekend. This is this is why we speak Arabic on the weekend, you know. So okay. you have to come with your own format that suits your own family. And this is the key to success, actually. Yeah, I love that. It's It's kind of instead of thinking and looking at all the challenges, but looking at, hey, how can we see them as opportunities? How can we make this work for our own family so that uh, this is possible versus uh, it being impossible in the family? Um, and I love that. And and how, you know, externally from your own family, how do you find support in, um, in teaching your children multiple languages? Uh, what do you mean by support? Is it like resources or? Yeah, uh... yeah maybe we'll start there. I was uh, thinking, I think now that you even asked <laughs> me that, I'm thinking, oh, it could, it could be a, it could be a double question. Um, maybe yes. Like let's uh, talk about resources, but then I also always think of like that also maybe more emotional support or um, relational support, but yeah, like what kind of resources would you say um, that has helped you at least um, help teach your children that many languages? Um, well, I rely on books a lot. A lot like we're mm-hmm. a family that reads a lot and reading is like the best way to start involving your children in a language we don't only read I mean I also like interact with them like I ask them okay what do you think will happen next um what do you think we discuss mm. the story so it's really about not not just reading but also interacting in the language I mean practice is key and I can never stress on that enough um I think that, um, you know, I I want to say something that most families imagine that um, teaching kids languages requires a tremendous amount of uh, financial ability. Uh, Like you you need to have Mm. your finances. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like for high end families or something, but it's not. You know, Um, I've I've really depended a lot on um, 
libraries here. Um, we rent books from libraries. Um, sometimes uh, we just uh, borrow books from friends. Um, uh, you know, like uh, you have, of course, like uh, starting from a certain age, you have um, their shows that they watch on YouTube. And of course, here you have to um, pay attention that it has to be like an educational show, something that will really help them mm -hmm. linguistically. Um, uh, you know, uh, going out with friends, I mean, this is one of the simplest thing you can do, just going out with native speakers. You know, my daughter has, for mm. example, um, our neighbor uh, who's Chinese, who's her age. So they often uh, meet together, they play together and they play and practice. So she practices her Chinese. So it could be really simple things to get you started. You know, you don't need like... Um, uh, you know, you don't need to be like uh, coming from a high end family or, you know, like uh, being really well settled financially in order to be a multilingual family. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for uh, speaking that out. I think that one of the biggest blessings I would say in the modern world is, is the free access to education, whether it be through the library or um, even online. There's so many resources. And, and I know for our families listening today, you are going to be such an invaluable resource for so many. And, uh, and speaking of you, you shared about the resources, maybe more um, uh, educationally, but what would you say more like emotionally um, is a great support for helping your children become multilingual? Uh, no, no, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You know, if I, I could always I, rephrase the no, question. No, I'm, I'm thinking like you shared like yeah, speaking with yeah. native speakers and stuff, uh, like something you know, like that. Yeah. Uh, for children, things come to them intuitively. So when you're teaching mm. them a language, um, I've, I've never, at least, you know, through my experience, I've never uh, encountered a child that's uh, looking for support, uh, emotional support to learn a language because uh, children are just like sponges. They're really just absorbing everything. And uh, through my experience, at least, um, they just do it intuitively. They learn the language. They play with, with their friends. They speak the language. They practice the language with you. So I think to them, it comes quite easily. You know, we still don't have a lot of studies on how the process happens or how it takes place. But one thing I can assure you mm -hmm. that it comes to, to them rather easily. Now, I think that emotionally speaking, it's rather more... Um, perhaps sometimes more stressful on the moms because you encounter a lot of people who just, um, oh my God, like, why are you doing this? You know, you encounter this kind of um, mindset and you also mm. encounter people mm -hmm. who are like, oh my God, my child is better than yours, who, who really want to drag you into mm. this like, uh, comparison a circle that's like yeah, competitive that's like yeah and really I I recommend like my advice to all moms is just never get into that like this can be really really uh, detrimental to you so um you know, my, my recommendation is just like, you know, your child, you follow your child's needs, mm -hmm. you know, your child's uh, uh, requirements, and you will see that your child will absorb everything easily. I've, I've, at least through my experience, mm. I've never seen a child that really struggled with this. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think sometimes it's it's so it's so easy for us as especially looking through our adult mind to almost impart our own struggles or our own fears and our on our children and we forget children just they do they absorb things I think so much easier than we do and they don't no. think as much they're so visceral and they're they're like you said they feel they're so intuitive and um and just to yeah I love that you've reminded uh, myself and other moms that too that uh it, it probably maybe is harder on us yes. than it is our children <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> And, uh, and I'm sure too, it's, it'll get to a point where perhaps the child is then becoming the teacher and the, and the teacher becomes the student as I think is so beautiful in life. But, uh, you know, uh, it's amazing. I, I don't know if you've experienced this, um, yet since your children are still quite young, but I can imagine that some children end up then teaching their parents as well, Not only uh, their the parents, language, but also their siblings. And you'd be surprised. I mean, it's, it's a bit difficult. It's a bit not difficult, but time consuming um, to do this with your firstborn. Mm. But then with your second child, you will notice that, for example, my daughter, sometimes she reads the bedtime stories for her brother. So, yes. Wow. So, it, and she practices with him. You know, so it becomes less time consuming for you, like with time. And it becomes like something very natural between siblings. They share this, um, this connection through language. Yeah, and something that I can imagine would really form that bond as well. And, and just to be able to, to see that then that older child also, um, I can imagine, could develop a, a confidence in them too. I think any child loves to uh, teach other children, you know, or show, show them and lead them along and, and their little lives, like where they've been and where they are now. And so I love that. Um, your, you said, did you say your daughter's yes. the older one? Yes. Yeah. That she gets to kind of like, you know, guide her little brother and encourage him and teach him even yes, in this exactly. as well. I mean, sometimes I'm just like overwhelmed with work. So I tell her like, okay, can you please like maybe take him <laughs> and read the bedtime story for him? And she does that. And it really gives yeah. her a sense of like responsibility. You know, like she's the older, she's the older child. Yeah. She's going to do this. She's going to take care of her brother. And it eases down yeah. the jealousy thing between, between them. So it's really good. Yeah. It's, it's like a double, yeah. triple, quadruple yes. bonus there. So many things yes. all at once. Um, and I think any, you know, that's, what's beautiful is that by, integrating this into your family, it's like, there could be a lot of challenges or problems that are maybe not completely solved, but made a little easier. Like you said, I think any family would love to know ways to be able to ease sibling rivalry and how funny that language could be an opportunity <laughs> yes, it, to it do that. It creates a really special bond between them. I mean, especially like uh, when, when you see them uh, among other children and they really just like speak and understand mm -hmm. each other. This is really beautiful. Yes. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps already. And honestly, I think you're making my ovaries flutter. I, I'm like, okay, my son, I want, I want another baby. Uh, so, you know, I imagining my son doing this. Um, but I, I do actually have another question for you. Um, because, um, again, my, my, my listeners know that in our family, we have this interesting dynamic where we're also a multicultural step family. Um, so I have a stepdaughter who at this point, she only speaks Dutch, 
But over the two years that we've now had English in the house as well, and since I've moved here from America, um, she hears English every day and has now gotten to the point where maybe in the beginning she knew or could understand maybe 10% of English. She now understands I would say it feels very often 99% of uh, everything we say. So now we have to, you know, watch ourselves. But um, it's, uh, so it's, it's beautiful to see her understand the language, but she has um, this, I don't know if it's a fear or potentially maybe a shyness when it comes to speaking the language. And so I wonder if you had any encouragement or any advice as to how you could potentially encourage a shy speaker, um, a child who maybe would intuitively understand the language, but how would you encourage a child to um, take that courage to use the language more? Have you thought about um, doing this in a reversed manner, like not coming to her directly mm. and saying, okay, so we're going to speak the language, but rather coming to her indirectly and uh, sort of like uh, involving her uh, in the conversation or the language mm -hmm. or the activity that you're doing? I find that... I find that yeah. sometimes with when people are reluctant, uh, sometimes it's hard to break these barriers, especially uh, when they're uh, somehow mm -hmm. old. Uh, so the best way to go about it is indirectly, is through involving her. And this is something, by the way, that I've done with my husband throughout the years. So uh, mm. to him also, mm -hmm. like he understands French perfectly, but his English, like his French accent is not um, that good, well, to him. So... So one thing I've done <laughs> right, is that yeah. like, sometimes we'll play, for example, like I'll put a French song and we'll all start dancing and the kids would just like drag him in it. <laughs> so he'd be like dancing and singing the French song with us. So sometimes um, involving people indirectly is the best way to go. And through time, like with time, he really has learned to overcome this. So right now he's starting to speak French. I mean, he's, he speaks French with the kids. Imagine. Wow. So. Wow. That, is, that I mean, but that's awesome because that has to be so encouraging to see that um, by kind of putting him in that safe atmosphere, which a lot of people <laughs> singing and dancing and having a good time with their family, it's like you said, it's off putting. It's not like, okay, now we're going to yes. open this book and start this chapter. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? It's more, <laughs> yes. it's more off putting. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel if your big kid, if your husband can do it, <laughs> I feel so can my bonus daughter, but so can many others out there. Um, because I, I can imagine that there, you know, there could be moms listening that maybe do have, uh, say, older children. Um, maybe they didn't start off their children as multilingual, um, but maybe they have a child that's seven or, or like my bonus daughter, 12, who they want to start teaching them another language. And uh, this could be very encouraging to them to see that, okay, it's not necessarily too late um, maybe there would, would the approach be different? Do you think the older that yes, you start definitely. to learn the, the language? approach would be definitely different. So, so for children okay. who are, um, less than six years old, I would rather like, uh, Im like uh, create like, um, uh, 
a learning environment at home for them and they will just acquire the language intuitively. However, for older kids, then yes, you have to go through the traditional academic way. So through like learning grammar, vocab, all these things, and mostly through practice. So this is my recommendation for your stepdaughter. And by the way, okay. I think she can easily learn English now that she has you in the house. So this is a great opportunity for her. And it's great for her professionally as well. Yes. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, we encourage that and love that. We, we also kind of in our, in our house, we always say that we give each other full permission yes. to mess up, you know, like this is where we can practice. And, and we often say probably our best language between all of us is a little <laughs> bit of Dunglish, like Dutch English <laughs> together. And, um, but it's fun. And when you make it a fun atmosphere, you're, you're so right. I think it, it, it really has everyone kind of take that breath and, and uh, lay down exactly. maybe their walls, you know, or, or their defenses. And uh, it makes it fun versus something we have to do. It's like something, oh, exactly. we get to do as a family. Now, with your own family, I'm curious, um, with all these beautiful different languages, um, when you look at them side by side, they're all so unique and from <laughs> different regions of the world, which is incredible. Um, and so, of course, I think of, wow, like how great, uh, like you said earlier, it allows them to connect with other uh, cultures or even their own with the different, their, you know, your children's family members from across the globe. Um, and so do you also in your family, do you back up the language with also cultural opportunities as well? You know, say like I, you did mention the French music, but maybe uh, food, um, customs or holidays or so do you incorporate more than just the language yes. do you ever incorporate yes, the culture definitely. in your home too definitely I always try to do that because um, it helps my kids understand other people's perspectives they're not only learning the language but they're also learning the culture mm, yeah so, Yes, I that's have, so like, beautiful. Um, we, we do like we cook uh, French dishes. I love French cuisine, by the way. We have we <laughs> who Me doesn't, too. <laughs> right? So we have tons of right. like, French cookbooks in the house. And sometimes like even my two year old who's still young, he gets to open a book and just like point out at a certain dish that he'd like to have um, on that day. So really, we, we really like involve them in the process. I love that. And, you know, I tell you, if you keep talking a, a bit more, I'm going to, I'm going to invite myself over for dinner and go, go book my You're first more than flight welcome. out to I'd Dubai. Be happy to help, to have you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Well, my goodness, I have been so happy and, and truly inspired to have you on this podcast today. And I already feel like, wow, I could invite you back so many <laughs> different times with different topics. Um, but before we end today, are there any, any other insights or anything you'd like to share um, or any other resources you'd like to uh, recommend really to our moms? I would encourage them um, to go uh, to really think about which languages they would like to teach their children to determine their linguistic uh, approach, to really go about it. I mean, this is a great opportunity for you and your children. And it really opens up so many doors for them in the future. So please like think about it, consider it. And it's a great way for them to also um, become more tolerant, more empathetic, uh, learn more about other cultures. It's just a great thing to do. It's a great legacy. Yes. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm over here. Like, amen. Yes. Preach it sister. <laughs> so, so very true. And it, it's amazing. Cause you're really, to me, it's like you're raising, um, and any mom that chooses this path as well for their family. And of course, um, with their husband, their family, it's like you end up raising yeah, global citizens I've about this so many times. I would love this. Like I, I really dream of a world where people could do could be just so close to each other and understand each other culturally speaking instead of like yeah. criticizing each other or, or thinking yeah. like the other person is wrong or you know I would really dream of a world like where all the perspectives yeah. would be really understood and multi multilingualism is the best way yeah. to go about it yeah I love that I think if there was any poignant point that we could make about this podcast is how you know, we see the big trials in the world, whether it's racism or poverty or just lack of cultural understanding and how beautiful that any mom out there that has that heart to try to stop that, you know, or want that to end, you can start it in your own home and you can start it by exactly. teaching your children languages. How powerful. Well, if you'd ever like to add language number six to your belt, uh, like I said, I happen to know a great Dutch teacher in my own home. Thank so you. always Thank keep that you. in the back of your mind. <laughs> Absolutely. And before we end today, I want to give all the moms listening that have uh, become huge fans of you like I have. Um, could you let them know how Definitely. they can connect so with you I'm on available social? on Instagram and Facebook on a bringing underscore multilingual underscore kids. So I'm bringing multilingual kids. This is the page. Awesome. And moms, don't worry if you're listening to this in the car or if you've got a baby on your hip, I'm going to write this in the show notes page. So you can go ahead and do a simple copy and paste later on. Um, but I have to say, Dr. B, I have been so, so blessed by this conversation. And I really believe this is potentially the first of many times we'll <laughs> have you on you. here if it you'd be willing. It was really a pleasure <laughs> being with you here today. Yes, yes. And to you, I must say thank you, <laughs> merci, gracias, <laughs> and Anna. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> oh my God, that's it's my amazing. start. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. And again, thank you so much for giving it us your time pleasure. and being a, a guest a here pleasure. on Moms Matter. Oh, thank you. Well, moms, again, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you go down to the show notes page so that you can also gain so much wisdom and knowledge and just encouragement from Dr. B at her Instagram at upbringing underscore multilingual underscore kids. We thank you guys for listening and we'll see you again.